The following video will contain spoilers for Rings of Power Season 1. Your discretion is advised. The Jedi Knights are all but destroyed, and yet your task is not complete, Inquisitor. The Emperor has foreseen a new threat rising against him. The Podwans Podcast. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in today for episode 109 of the Pod Ones Podcast. I'm your host, Char Char J, joined by Jedi Master Eggs and Harith Productions. Today, we're going to be talking about a lot of Lord of the Rings stuff because we have a guest on today that specializes in Tolkien lore. This has been two years in the making, ladies and gentlemen. So let's bring in the Lord of the Rings guy himself, Don Marshall. Hey. <laughs> Don, what's up? It's been, it's been, it's been like you've been my Moby Dick. Oh, I'm your white whale, which is so weird because technically I'm mixed. You just can't tell because of the everything. <laughs> yeah, fun fact: my father was born in Haiti. I should look way tanner, but uh, no, I don't. You are literally Alexander Hamilton. That makes so much more sense now. You know, get me 45 minutes into this podcast and I'll wrap my shot. Then we'll see how I go. Yes! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you are in for a good episode. Where do you want to start? I'm a, I'm an open book. My first question, Don. We know you as the Lord of Rings guy. When, like, what's the story? Like, where did, like, the passion for this universe come from? Uh, well, I was conceived New Year's Eve 19... <laughs> uh, do you want me to go a little further than that? Should uh, we, yeah, should, okay. we could we could go to okay, when cool. you when you were actually like able to read live conscious. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, my first grade teacher's name was well, she taught. Well, actually, it was my kindergarten teacher that taught me how to read. And so I picked up the Silmarillion <laughs> and I said, "This is easy." The best part about this too is that I I know the people in my own audience is like they've heard this story before, so I always love adding in just these little bits of extra stuff that just yeah. doesn't exist anywhere else. So it changes every time, really. Uh, but no, I got into Lord of the Rings uh, a very different way than most others. Which I I'm curious to see if any of you have that with Star Wars, because okay. my mom read the books to me, but I didn't actually like read the books. She would read them, and then because they were like a little older and sort of boring and I was like nine or ten she would summarize them to my sister and I the next morning at the breakfast table so I would be there just kind of hanging out eating my you know cereal and being like hey this is cool and so once she was done sort of telling me the whole story when she had finished the book she's like you're not going to believe this there's movies and so I watched the movies and I just become obsessed with the whole Tolkien universe to the point where like I don't really ever stop having that be my hyper fixation for for 20 plus years. And uh, then I got drunk on Thanksgiving three years ago, started a TikTok account and the rest is history, I suppose. Thanksgiving. What a great time to start a TikTok account. No, it felt right. It was like eight months into the pandemic and I was working you know, in journalism, which I was very proud of, like, I'm using my college degree. But then I left and I was like, oh, there's no creative outlet for me to like tell stories. And then I got drunk and told stories. I just imagine you saying grace drunkily and then going into like Lord of the Rings facts. Just like, yeah. <laughs> Your Aunt Betty's like, Dawn, not again! It's kind of gotten to the point now where various family and friend gatherings are like, hey, did you know, did you know, did you know Dawn? <laughs> actually has it's got a 
a little thing going on there. You know, he's <laughs> he's got some followers on that. Uh, what, what's that thing you over there? It's, it's TikTok, Uncle Uncle Rupert. I don't actually have an Uncle Rupert. Full disclosure, haven't been to a family gathering in months. It's just, you know, we've, we've all moved our, our separate locations and now it's just like, hey, how's that thing going? Still getting weirdly invited to places and brands keep wanting to like interact with me, which is weird it's it's still weird i don't know if i've i've made that clear across the entirety of like my whole like interaction with people but i still suffer from that imposter syndrome of like i don't deserve this i'm just a dude like i'm just a dude i'm just a guy but it helps it helps to like hang out with cool people and make cool stuff like this so no yeah absolutely thanks for thanks for coming on i was gonna say we usually do this for star wars content creators but since we're doing lord of the rings i can also kind of spin it into lord of the rings because you talked about like obviously as a kid you like your parents were doing lord of the rings but like what was your real moment that you knew that as a content creator that you're really deep into the lord of the rings community like oh my god like like, the i'm here moment because like for us it was like star wars celebration or meeting everybody in person like what was the like oh my god i'm really in this fandom moment oh man great question i'll i'll give you this for free it's a very embarrassing story i have told it before but i try not to make myself look as bad as i do so as i've mentioned before i work with some brands and i don't necessarily know if it was a fandom moment because it was a little bit more like corporate brand dealy thing so amazon had me out for an event in may of last year for the rings of power and that was a cool moment i I don't want to discourage it like we were in london we were you know able to see a couple of minutes we saw the trailer we saw some footage it was really great stuff but the thing that made me sort of feel in the moment was after all of that had happened we went out to a bar across the street and there were like 20 of us and i'm looking around and i'm seeing do better do better there's silmer emily there's annex wilson and then we i we were fortunate enough one of our friends Maisie williams uh who is excuse me sorry Maisie, Matilda. I was about to say, I was like, Arya. Uh, yeah, no. Oh, God, I wish. I wish. Arya showed up and goes, you want to play a game of faces? So Sophie Turner and her walk in and it's like, no, I'm kidding. Um, But no, my 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 dear friend, Maisie Matilda, who if she ever listens to this podcast is going to never let me hear the end of it. She's a four edge painter. She does, you know, nerdy uh, four edge book paintings. And I had known her for years, but I'd never met her in person. And so I'm sitting there with these four TikTok mutuals and I'm looking around and there's Corey Olson, the Tolkien professor, the guy who has more or less created the sort of modern Tolkien fandom that crossed the sort of academic path into I'm kind of a nerd on the internet. There's Alan from the Prancing Pony podcast. There's Justin who runs the one ring.net, the website I spent most of my formative childhood years on in forums, just like lurking, trying to talk to people about this thing that no one in my grade school thought was cool. So like seeing all of those people like really validating experiences of like, oh, I'm in it. Um, and now I'm going to let my other two co-hosts bombard you with Lord of the Rings questions. But before that, I have one more question. What is the most obscure Lord of the Rings fact that you have been told? Oh, that I have been told. So this would have been a very different answer uh, before a couple of weeks ago because I discovered that there is actually a name for the telepathic ability for elves to speak with each other in their heads like Eladriel does to Elrond in the movie. It's called Osanwe, and it's canon. And I didn't know that until I was on the other Lord of the Rings podcast, the Prancing Pony podcast, and the the co-host there, Alan, 
was like, oh yeah, it's a real thing. I'm like, how do I not know? Like telepathy feels like something I should be locked in on as far as like superpowers of elves go. Uh-huh. Had no idea it had a canon name. I was just like, yeah, they just have walkie talkies in their heads. So <laughs> Osanwe, one of the, the most obscure Lord of the Rings facts. I didn't know that. And now you do. Where is it? Where is it in which text? Oh, God. You know what? Off the top of my head, I don't. Um, But I will go on Tolkien Gateway in 15 seconds. <laughs> if you uh currently found in <laughs> uh, the Lord of the Rings words, phrases, and passages in various tongues and the nature of Middle Earth part ah, two, nature. body, mind, okay. and spirit. So okay, that, that feels... That's- that feels yeah. very, very where it should be. <laughs> yes. Yeah. For, for those unaware, the nature of Middle Earth is a lot like, you know, those Star Wars encyclopedias you see at like Barnes mm-hmm. and Noble yeah. and stuff that have like every obscure. You have one on the you have one within arm's reach, don't you? Yeah, of course you do. And everything timeline. Can you imagine that if there was a timeline book for Lord of the Rings? It'd make my job so much easier. <laughs> oh, my God, it would make my job. And don't get me wrong. There are some. They're just not everything. There's there's like 500 year time skips in a single par- paragraph in some parts of the Silmarillion. So like, I don't Give have time for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, here we go. Start asking your questions, boys. Let's go. I just love how we covered the whole spectrum here. We got like the super expert for Don, and then we got like the kind of expert with Luke and the intermediate, and then me being the casual over here. And I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn here, Don, but I feel like the casual ones are the ones that are the most exciting to like for them to like dive into and ask and ask questions. I, w- I would agree. And actually, this is technically this counts as your third question. So I, the other two get two more. But yes, because <laughs> that is that is almost exclusively how I craft my content because for so long all of the people that i knew that were in my circles whether it was on the internet or friend groups they had only seen the movies and so i always make my videos from the perspective of someone that has you know maybe seen the movies once or twice and if not at all i can just sort of craft it into like a, oh well hey if you like this part of game of thrones or this part of shadow and bone or whatever uh you want it's like yeah let's let's lead the horse to water and be like hey by the way there's more than four female characters characters if you read the Silmarillion and they're all badasses so got again easing people into it like Bale one of our friends has read it like last year and I go honestly just go to Don's podcast and just listen to him it read the Silmarillion <laughs> believe it or not Don this is gonna shock you we think very similarly you don't say just is so much easier to digest because there's a lot coming at you in that book so. oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. took me all about right. I want to say it's like five or six months to read the Silmarillion the first time yeah it's there's a lot. Anyway, uh, Char, did you have a question for me or something? Did we want to? Uh, yeah, I do have a question for you. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, go ahead. <laughs> so, like, I was thinking, do you think the Lord of the Rings universe could work in the Star Wars universe and vice versa? Do you think the Star Wars universe could work in the Lord of the Rings universe? I think Lord of the Rings works in Star Wars. I don't think Star Wars works in lord of the rings and the only reason why is and this is part of something that i've been concocting in my head for many many weeks now probably months at this point is you just have middle earth be a planet 
somewhere unknown regions, edge of the galaxy kind of stuff. Just have somebody crash land on big field with a big white city in the background. And you're like, oh, okay, well, we're doing this. It's a Lothal. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Minas Tirith being yeah. a Lothal insert. It, it, I mean, it looks kind of like it. It does. Yeah. It does. It's got that very similar. I, I, I can't imagine Dave Filoni isn't also a Lord of the Rings fan. Oh, he very much is. We think about the same things. Like, that's literally how I would have offered it because I would have been like Saruman and Sauron. If you want to put it in the Star Wars universe, they're the equivalent of Sith. Oh, for sure. Like, they are lost Sith. I wouldn't put it within the, the frame of the prequel, original, or the sequel trilogy. For sure. And the era that I would put it in is either the Old Republic or the High Republic because very much like the aesthetic is medieval. Like, the lightsabers have, have cross guard. They're very much like knights and in the whole like and we've oh yeah. woo, which one where did you get that one that's beautiful uh the galaxy's edge it's the exclusive stellan geos lightsaber it's the most expensive lightsaber in galaxy's edge officially do you mind me asking how many hundreds of dollars 400 <sighs> i don't have it with me because it's like it comes in like this giant wooden crate but like it uh -huh. collapses down like did you just break that no it could it claps like this and it has like screws on and then like you can put the blade in. Oh, that's cool. See what I mean? Okay. Well, yeah, that definitely fits the aesthetic a little bit more. Goodness gracious. Like that's the whole aesthetic of the High Republic. It's that type of... It's very much it's like... First... It's just Gondor. Yeah, basically. That's just basically. like Gondor first age you know high elven gobbledygook and honestly i've been thinking that you could fit it in any i don't think it works in the third age as much i think it would definitely work in the first or second for sure because of all of the world building that happens within those two ages especially the first age um and Ooh. yeah good luke you're spinning so many ideas at the moment in my head right now with like all the different high republic characters talking to rings of power characters this is literally why uh, me and don like this is why we're here that's why we're here exactly yeah luke, wait, don't here. you don't you have the sword of elendir elendil but yes. yeah yes. we both yeah. we have we, both we have two versions. his is his is a little better than mine he's got a lightsaber version of the thing which i'm very jealous of really yeah don have i don't think i've told you i want to do a crossover mm. of elendil from rings of power like the get up he wears and that and oh. obi-wan in the clone wars because i cosplay as obi-wan and they're right you do yeah they're very yeah. they're very similar in in characteristics yeah gondorian king you'd need the you need the the numenorian bracers maybe the tabard in front the helmet would be great you guys don't mind if we just build a cosplay for luke real quick <laughs> you, I mean, yeah, 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 go ahead. it's not like we don't already brainstorm ideas for luke's cosplays like like the callus cosplay like that's been talked about for a long time i did do that yeah luke did the the fulcrum once he joined the rebellion callus so like the hair was messier the beard was bushier oh i can't pull off i can't pull off the chops how do i put this you have a very hairy face but not oh, yeah. like, like structurally you've got a it's work an... to make it yeah mm -hmm. yeah like mustaches you know ah there's a there's a big enough gap between again this is just me brainstorming cosplay <laughs> ideas please don't think i'm insulting your appearance because you are wearing my merchandise so like i do feel uh, the need to like hype you up a little bit no yes. don't 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 you can knock me down because my fiance will will a absolutely enjoy hearing you like completely just knock me down because she, she feels All like i have right. a, i have too big of a head lately so well then your face is stupid yeah there you go there 
But again, like I've been on the same track as Dan for like ever since those movies came out. Because me and Don were lucky enough because we were old enough to, to live through that age of holy shit. Fellowship came out. Then no, Phantom Menace came out May '99. Oh yes. And then yes. and then Fellowship came in came out in December. Mm-hmm. And then and then Attack of the Clones. Clones and then out in 2000. Attack of the Clones 2000? came out in May of 2002. Yes, the year I was born. Making all feel old. Yes, yes, making us feel. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, so there, what, there was a two year gap or was two towers? Uh, two towers was December of 22. Okay. Two towers was December so they, of 22. So they literally had a, it was, there was only one year that there wasn't, or two years that there wasn't anything. It's pretty know? great. It's, so yeah. like we, like I had brainstormed everything to where like I made it fit that Anakin Obi-Wan in all of those movies. My whole brain with this whole thing as like an 11 year old kid just playing fantasy and being the biggest nerd has never left me. And like Same. The, fact, the fact that I still think about how I could realistically do this is is mind boggling. I think about it. You'd, you'd this need, is my Roman you'd... Empire. <laughs> <laughs> Which can, can we just take a moment to appreciate that? Like TikTok, I think, has introduced the idea that like your experiences in life, very few of them were actually unique to you. <laughs> yeah. lots, of, lots of dudes think about the Roman Empire. <laughs> yeah. And lots of women think about Darcy flexing his hand in Pride and Prejudice. That's <laughs> yeah. just a, that is so true. It's, oh. a, it's a very deep cut. But like, if you know, you know. Anyway, oh, yeah. sorry. I... <laughs> I'm going on a tangent again, is, but here we are. This is bad. This is bad. Me and Don on the same podcast. This is what happens. Harith. Well, I mean, this could be the point where I reveal what I was going to say. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, started. please. Yeah. So this is going to be heresy to the Lord of the Rings fandom. I've only seen the theatrical cuts of the movies. Oh, that's uh... fine. That's totally fine. Not here's here's my thing. And I actually had to do some soul searching because I got tagged in a video about 200 times saying that if someone is watching the Lord of the Rings for the first time, don't show them the extended edition. And I immediately, I was like, no, that's yeah. horrible. Blasphemy. Yeah. But yeah. the more I thought about it from like a perspective of someone that doesn't like the movies, you've wasted less of their time. And if they do like the movies, you now have an excuse to watch them again with someone. And don't get me wrong. The extended editions add a lot. It's closer to the book than the theatrical releases. And there's not going to be a ton that are in the books that are in the movie. There's a there's a right. whole section. Like, the whole Council of Elrond is, what, 30, 40 pages? Oh, God. It's, <laughs> I can tell you in audiobook form, because I use the audiobooks to fall asleep sometimes, it is a solid 45 minutes of exposition dump. In a 16-hour audiobook, 45 minutes of it is the Council of Elrond, and it's yeah. just... But that's, that's where... I love that. Like, for books and listening to, like, just tell me all of the the juicy little details about whatever and here you said you haven't seen any of the extended editions i've seen like maybe like the first two hours of the extended edition for fellowship because luke showed me it once and then we never finished it no oh. i probably because i fell asleep to be honest i watched those <laughs> to, fall asleep. to fall asleep too. i, I yeah. watched those movies to fall asleep because i'm just like i want to i want to fall asleep to this it's either that or star wars you know i've seen these movies thousands of times it's not like i can i could probably wake up and be like oh <laughs> there's galadriel losing yeah, her shit awesome mm -hmm. and then fall right back mm -hmm. to Dom, what's your favorite uh, Lord of the Rings movie? It varies. And like, I go Fellowship most times. Fellowship of the Ring were to end and there were no more after that. You could end Fellowship of the Ring and have it be a complete story. Two Towers does not have that. Return of the King has too much baggage and you don't get a lot of the backstory. So I think as terms of like standing on its own, being a full complete story, world introduction, world building, characters, dialogue, action scenes, all that, it's Fellowship of the Ring. Caveat, the Helm's Deep battle scene is perhaps one of the best large scale 
scale battles ever filmed in cinema. And the Return of the King has both of my favorite scenes in the trilogy. Okay, I agree. And especially with what PJ did with Helm's Deep, with that being... Mm less than it's not it's not even a paragraph so so there's there's a little bit more than a paragraph it is a lot of build up because it's all it all happens in one night uh though compared to the movies there's like this long trek and they need to go to helm's deep no like they're all on horses going full tilt and they do everything in rohan in the equivalent of like a day and a half so they cut a lot of that the actual battle itself is not like he swooped he stabbed he did this it's more like and then 30 minutes Minutes later, after they had gone from the rampart, the ladder fell and the bomb went off. And then in, they do a little bit more dialogue. Gimli gets lost in the caves and it's a whole thing. Uh, it's a little more than a paragraph, but it is certainly not what Peter Jackson no. did. But I think that Peter Jackson did a good thing by not keeping with that. I mean, it's the equivalent of like lightsaber duels in Star Wars books. It's like you can't really get oh, yeah. into detail with like with, oh, slash, slash, slash. Like you can kind of just show it a little bit and then exactly. move on. Exactly. Or like if, if any of you are Dune fans, the battle scenes in Dune. Are yes. They're terribly great. written. They're yeah. like not even, but but like the, the action, the, the Dune battles are described, but they are not like swoosh, slash, stab, use the future power, stab that guy, dodge out of the way. It's like, and then the armies broke upon each other and they all died (laughs) yeah that's it Uh, dune is very much and this is very weird because it's like a mixture of all three franchises it's it's lord of the rings game of thrones and and star and it came out before all three of them and yeah yeah and it's crazy char what's your what's your favorite so for the longest time i was a return of the king guy but then as of like a month ago i started watching the extended edition of two towers and i fucking love two towers (laughs) two towers is my favorite battle of helms deep the everything that goes into that is so like the the scene where saruman and grima are in the tower and he's like how can fire induce stone and then he he like grabs and then saruman grabs the candle and he's like if the wall is breached helms deep will fall but my lord reckoning thousands (laughs) of stone Tens of thousands. But my lord, there is no force. And they walk out on the balcony uh, and then you hear uh, the prize, Shawty. I was like, oh my god. It's so hype. I will say that mine is obviously Return of the King. I think Return of the King Extended Edition is my favorite film of all time. Just because of how there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of complaints that it is really, really long. And I get that. A- after reading Return of the King, the book, I was like, bro. Like that, and that's my favorite. <laughs> both both the movie, both the movie and the book are my favorites of the entire trilogy. And here's the thing: if you haven't read the books, it, it jumps. You get different perspectives starting from Two Towers. Two Towers starts with, with Gimli, Aragorn, and Legolas, and then obviously Gandalf. And then it halfway through, it cuts to Sam, Frodo, and Gollum. And I, I've heard towers, about this. Yeah. yeah, they go back yeah. in time. It's like it's like the book split in two halves, essentially. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that happens with Return of the King. I, Return of the King, start, it starts the same way that it does uh, Two Towers, if I remember correctly. So Return of the King's books line up kind of close-ish for the Aragorn and company storyline. Frodo and Sam, uh, at the beginning of Return of the King, Sam is already rescuing Frodo from the tower. Yeah, not Kirith from Shiloh, from the tower at Kirith Ungol. So yep. all of the 
stuff from the beginning of Return of the King up until Sam, they have the ring. That is the Two Towers book, which is wild. Also, like when I first read the books after I had seen the movies, I was like, whoa, wait, what this is, huh? This <laughs> yeah. isn't supposed to be, oh, okay, uh, mind blowing. I was like, how did Peter Jackson look at this and go, yeah, I'm just going to move all of this. Yeah. That was sorry. That we're was gonna, a terrible news. We're gonna put that in the third film. But that was one thing that that I saw that Peter Jackson did was that there were some lines said by different characters that he oh. put onto other characters. Like there was, I think he said something about like there was lines that Elrond says in the books that just didn't fit with the movies that he gave it to forgetting who, but he he mixed and matched a lot of different lines. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Uh, uh, off the top of my head, I know Boromir has some. Prebeard gets a lot of Tom Bombadil's lines. Don't get me started on that guy. I still don't know who Tom Bombadil is. Tom Bombadil is weird because he's this character that doesn't actually do anything to move the plot forward except give the hobbits some nice shiny daggers that later get used to some great effect. Um, Mary stabs the witch king, they're a whole they're used against some of the orcs, all that kind of stuff. Um, but he's very silly. I want you to imagine the silliest goose of an old man who somehow got very rich and managed to pull a very hot 20 something who was okay with a May December relationship. I then want you to imagine <laughs> that this guy and this girl go off into the forest and form a commune, not with other people, but with all of the woodland creatures in the world. And then they both become Disney princesses and the hobbits stumble upon said Disney princesses and then help the hobbits and then they're never seen again. And when asked, why couldn't this magical entity of a Disney princess jolly old man with a hat and boots just take the ring because again the ring doesn't work on him he doesn't turn invisible he can see frodo and frodo puts it on they're like why don't we just give it to this guy who might be god gandalf goes no we don't want to give it to this guy he'd forget about it. oh well well what what is he then what manner of creature what manner of person is this do you know what they explain about tom bombadil beyond that neither do i <laughs> what they literally do not fucking touch on him until Gandalf, at the end of Return of the King, goes and visits him. That's literally yep. all he is good for. He, he literally is... gives them the daggers. They're like, hey, it's almost as ridiculous as, as, as why people asked on why they take why didn't they just take the Eagles to Mordor. Why not have Tom Bombadil join the Fellowship and give him the fucking ring? He's not getting corrupted. Makes zero sense at all. People are like, oh, but he's just so fun. But he doesn't make narrative sense to me. I get he did it for his kids. But my God, it is so frustrating. This is very similar to, I po literally posted a video about this yesterday, my Christmas movie spectrum. <laughs> Uh, thing where I don't know if uh, either of you two are familiar, but it's the idea of if you remove Christmas from the story, does it impact the plot? And if it does, then it's closer to a Christmas movie than normal. If it doesn't, then it's not a Christmas movie. I would posit the same thing applies to like a Tom Bombadil-esque type character. If you have a character, and if you remove that character, nothing changes, then you don't really need that character. Tom Bombadil is that character. Doesn't do anything. So just, you know, He's there for the vibes. Okay. Yeah, I was uh, thinking because like, like there's like because a lot of people ask about Tom Bombadil and no one knows. He just doesn't fit in the movies. He <laughs> like, oh no, he does. That's a lot of filler, no. I guess.
It's oh, not, it is. It hundred percent is. It's filler, and it's like uh, it doesn't even do it justice. But he literally stumbles upon them, and it's like the equivalent of a crackhead coming up to you and just randomly talking to you. No, don't, it's not. Don't, don't tell me that it's, it's not. It's the equivalent God. of an old wizened man with magical powers. Okay, coming up but let's to you. but I... let's make it for real life. If a guy comes up to you and, and says a dumba dumba dumba, what are you gonna do? You're gonna look at him and say, "What the." F- Fuck what? Can you make sense? Literally, that's literally so, the whole thing to Window Dawn. So, are you gonna tell me that I'm wrong? No. <laughs> She came down in a bubble, a Doug. Bug. All right. So for those that maybe don't know who Tom Bombadil is, the exact words are, Hey, doll, merry doll, ring a dong dillo, which is the <laughs> little jaunty song he said. I'm, I'm just watching Harith's facial expression as I try and make sense of this. <laughs> Someone who doesn't really have uh, as deep a knowledge as I do. I just, I try and not think about it too much because I just, I get it like Luke. Look, it's like your obscure Lord of the Rings back, except you're looking at the person you're telling the facts to oh that's a good point that's a good point you know it is kind of nice to have this sort of feedback actually maybe i should start filming in front of people you guys, do you guys mind if i film a video right now hi welcome to obscure lord of the rings facts why are there three other white men uh, in this podcast with me it has to do with lord of the rings i promise let me explain it doesn't. We've fully lost the plot. We've fully lost. I don't even remember what we're talking about. Hey, Don, I have a question for you. Um, Do you wear wigs? No, I do not. Have you worn wigs? No, I have not. Will, will, will you wear wigs? <laughs> oh, God. I have a few of like so like for for Magic the Gathering Lord of the Rings. I don't know if they're like original like artworks of mm. like the 78 Lord of the Rings. So I have this card. Oh, you have the Hildebrand. Yes. Oh, okay. So these the artwork that you are showing right now is um uh, created by one of the premier um, artists of that time. And I guess I want to say still uh, one of the premier artists. Uh, this is Grant Hildebrandt. He yeah. and his brother, uh, oh goodness, Tom Hildebrandt. I, I think it's Grant and hang on, I'm going to Google it now because I'm, I'm ashamed. And then I also have another one. It's this one. You have another one? Which one do you? Yeah, oh, oh, you got Pact of Negation? Oh, that I think is going for a not insignificant amount of money. I have a lot okay. of these cards. And then I have Stop. like <laughs> the Surge Foil Palantir of Orthunk card. Oh, okay. I have, I have okay. a lot of nice cards. From... So I'm sorry. It's Greg. Greg and Tim Hildebrandt are uh, artists that uh, did some of the really early lord of the rings star Wars, or excuse me lord of the Rings stuff they also did uh, a bunch of the star wars stuff they did the um a uh, bunch of the trading cards stuff i think oh they did, they did yeah. a po- they did one of the posters actually um they did the uh, uh luke, artistic luke. luke holding the thing with <laughs> with his pa- chest uh, out with uh, his chest out with, yes. yeah and with the big chest with star wars in the background yeah i know the background yeah that's that's him that's or that's yeah him. i was yeah i was wondering because i when i pulled those cards i was thinking maybe that was from the original lord of the ring but it's this not is, this is just they do um they they did you know lord of the rings uh artwork and they were some of the first i don't want to say like official guys but like they have done like it's them john howe Alan yeah, Lee, Howe, uh, yeah. all of the people that were like concept artists for the Peter Jackson trilogy. I don't believe the Hildebrands were involved in the movies, but like they are the people you go to a when lot you of, want Lord of the Rings art. A lot of the uh, illustration, like like the Silmarillion illustration that I have, um, obviously the, a lot of the drawings are from Tolkien, but they'll also throw in uh, John Hamm a lot. Like they use John Hamm to do the covers 
John Howe. Like, John Hamm is the John, oh, actor yeah, that's that plays right. John Drake. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, we want to go Don Draper on this one. Oh, Jesus. It's, no, 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 no. I mean, I can put on the Riz if you need me to. Uh, no, oh. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> or if you've seen Community. Yeah. Oh, what are you doing? Don Draper from Mad Men. Oh, yeah, that's right. Anyway, um. Sorry, I that's I only speak in weird internet references and TikToks. Uh, anyway, John Howe, prolific Howe, yeah. artist yeah. for the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy as well as the Hildebrands. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but um, crap. Now I can't think. You forgot what you were going to say because we yeah. were talking about something else, and then you no, lost your train of thought. No, I I, I love this. I love this. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Char, do you have any <laughs> other questions? Well, to Harry? fill you in, so. Oh, so wait, I have, we have, I have more. Magic? I have four Magic Lord of the Rings decks. Just Lord oh. of the Rings. So oh, I have okay. my Sauron deck. Uh-huh. Then I have my Eowyn. And then I have, I just built this yesterday, my Saruman deck. And then I have my Samwise Frodo partner deck. Oh, that's I have a good one. I pulled a sick-ass Radagast card the other day. Is it the full artwork like one? Cool, from like the, the, yeah, just like the Saruman one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love Yeah, that. I have a few of them that are like that. I have uh, the Spiteful Bandagery card, and then I have the uh, oh. the Hugh Entwood card. Hugh, oh, they're gorgeous. Um, the artwork for this, for this Magic the Gathering set is, and I've said this, being paid for it and not being paid for it, gorgeous. Just like mm-hmm. some of the best Lord of the Rings stuff that we've gotten in many, many. Yeah. yeah, I love playing him. I played with my buddy who, uh, he got me into it. And I was like, mm-hmm. wait, and because it was Lord of the Rings and Lord of the Rings was a neat way to get me uh, immersed into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And that's what and I love about it. Like, is oh, you like it. Oh, and they're not like, they're useful. They're very oh, useful. Yeah. Oh my God, they're good cards that you can throw in other decks. I will say it's it's very cool that you have four. Um, I do apologize because I feel the need to one-up you because I have between... I have seven commanders <laughs> and 15, 15 tu- dual color decks. So I went, when I tell you I went all out on this for months, I literally yeah. discovered every niche like thing in all of this. And it's, it's such a good set. Yeah, such I love it because I got into it a month ago and I already have four Oh, decks. wow. Oh my God. Okay. So well, four commander decks in a month. Good for you then. Yeah, because I was like, I really, really want to get into this because the um, the Frodo Sam one and then the Sauron one was the ones that I just built. Mm-hmm. The Eowyn and uh, Sauron. Wait, you built the Frodo the... Sam one? Uh huh. Like do I you... made it like from like the cards that I already had pre existing. Oh, do you, do you know about the pre existing one hundred card commander deck that has Frodo and Sam as their commander? No. Oh, you should Google that. The, um, the Sam, and then I have the partner with Frodo Adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what I have in here. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Then and then with that, I have like the, I have like the really nice like Surge Foil Fangorn Forest card. Oh, and then I want to get the really cool Last March of the Ants card. That's what I want. Because Last March of the Ants is broken. I have it. It's so good. It's And so then I have the, um, uh, the Party Tree card. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I have so many. I have so many. Char. All right. Well, yeah, next I mean, time we're on, let's do let's do a Magic the Gathering playthrough yeah. sort of deal. Yeah. We can do a four person. Do you do you both play as well, or is this a no? This is a char thing. It's just, it's this, is a, this is a this is a this is a char thing. thing, and I am totally for it because like not not to not to also put Dawn up on a pedestal. He did play oh, Magic the Gathering with Mary and Pippin, uh, Dominic Molyneux and yeah. Billy Boyd yeah. with Nerd really? of the Rings. Cool. Yeah. That's a cool yeah, story. so it's on Wait, both their in channels. person or was no, it on Zoom, unfortunately. But yeah, um, yeah. okay, yeah, we, was, uh, like, was it on the Friendship Onion or? Oh God, no, I wish. So they're they're actually taking a break from the Friendship Onion now. But uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to just pitch this idea that 
I said, hey, look, we're we're mutuals on Instagram. We follow each other. If it's a business opportunity, we might be able to make something happen. And I messaged Billy and I was like, hey, I know this is a long shot, but we're doing this thing. This is uh, Matt from Nerd of the Rings and I, uh, who, by the way, was also in that tavern yeah. uh, in London yeah, all those Matt's, months ago. And Matt's that was awesome. Just, Matt's amazing. Just hit a million subscribers on YouTube and yeah. well-deserved. Yeah. That man works so hard. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I, I was... I was sitting down and I was like, hey, Matt, I have a really dumb idea. What if I just pitch them this? And nobody told me no. And I'm sort of just like sitting there waiting. It's like, all right, we're going to start. Don, are you ready to host this thing? I'm like, I can't believe I did this. I didn't do this. This isn't real. And I like fully dissociated. And like, you can see me like the first five or six seconds yes. of the video just be like, <laughs> okay. my face just kind of Don you like literally just finding your page like the day that I found your page I was like dude this man this man gets at me he gets me Thank he you. doesn't know Thank me you. but he gets me and now I'm on your podcast looks like parasocial relationship built hey no, no no joke though there's a there's a certain line that I think TikTok has kind of blurred in that like if people are content creators or like get inspired to make content, but have previously been following people, but they turn out to be like not weird people. There's definitely a blurring of the lines between like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with this person. And like, oh, this is a totally normal person that is a cool dude that can hang out yes. and yeah. just kind of do whatever. And yes. I'm, I'm fortunate enough that most of my mutuals are people that I followed. It's like, wow, you're really talented. Please follow me. And they did. And now here I am just friends with a bunch of really rad people. Yeah, well, other than the fact that I haven't seen rings, I haven't finished rings of power i've seen ah. rings of power but i haven't finished okay. it that's fine um because what luke you you and i watched the first two yes. episodes then i stopped watching it like what am i what am i to expect from because i got to episode two yeah um it's fine i mean i i enjoyed it for what it was but i think a lot of people it it almost has that sort of sequel star wars trilogy effect in that you've had so long to think about so many things and you know that if you were in charge you would just do a great job and it wasn't what a lot of people i think expected it to be uh especially compared to the peter jackson trilogy but i just kind of was like it's it's fine. It's a good show. There are some really great moments. I think episode six is the standout episode in terms yes. of like action sequences, uh, character development. There's some really great moments of dialogue throughout the series. Um, it it has its, you know, things that I would definitely improve. But actually, uh, yeah, I can say this legally. I gave feedback after the season ended and after every episode to to folks Slightly that's higher awesome. up, me, my, that's my, awesome. myself, and a, yeah, myself and a few others were like, we could probably do some improvement for this part and that part, and maybe just uh, don't worry about that part. So, 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 we'll... so questioned on is it a specific specific part of lore that was kind of skewed between a certain big fiery thing and a uh, that certain plot point? Is that something that was so, talked about, or am I not allowed to say? Ah. So, so that part particularly wasn't uh, discussed. I will say though, they are setting up that uh, for like a long game, and I actually think that that is a good way to do it. Um, okay, because you you have um i'm gonna spoil a little bit of it but it's it's not like there's a reason the balrog is in moria okay. and it's not a good reason and a lot of things are gonna happen because that balrog is there if you sort of follow my meaning yes um 
but I think planting the seed early was good. The one thing I will say that is, this is a theory and it's a stupid theory, but it ties into sort of what, oh wait, oh, you haven't finished it yet. Never mind. Cut this part. I don't, yeah, no. No, you can go ahead. Okay, here's here's what I will here's what I will say. Because I'm interested. No you have spoilers. me at the at you no oh come on. You have me on the edge of my fucking seat here. No spoilers. I will say the following sentence for season two of Rings of Power. I have a theory that if it's a new character that we did not meet in season one, I'm just going to assume it's Sauron. And that goes for anybody. Wait, 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 whoa, and... whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hold on. Okay, hold on. Here we go. We're getting that's into not, it. Here we go. Not... Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I had to change my whole goddamn name on all social medias because that son of a bitch was, was supposed to be the person that is supposed to be supposed to be. Oh, so you're telling that me that's not, the, that's not the case? I'm saying that is the case. I'm saying it might oh, also wait, be the wait, case wait, wait. Hold on. that you're talking others... About, you're talking about... Are you talking about his pharaoh I'm, form? I'm, talk I'm talking about multiple forms. Oh, okay. That makes sense. All right, okay. Because there's, okay. there's... I'm back okay. on board. I'm okay. back on board. Okay. I okay. was a little okay. upset because I... Are we going to see his elven was... form? Like the one from uh, Shadow of Mordor? Or... I, I will say this about the whole thing. Like, it was... Like, I should have seen it from the very beginning that that person was that. Are you talking about Hallbrand? Yes. Yes. You know about this. See, I know things. I just haven't finished it. Yeah, you just need to finish it, but we're going to talk about it anyway because then it'll make sense to you. I should have known. Captain Kirk. I should have known. I should have known that it was him when they walked into Numenor. He looked at the forge and was like, that I like. I should have been like that little bitch. Don, what, what was your favorite plot storyline? Moria, Minds of Moria. For yeah, sure. I, I think those three actors did mm -hmm. a phenomenal job with Disa, Doran, and uh, and Elrond. Mm -hmm. Just phenomenal. For me, it's a tie between Numenor and and, and uh, Moria. I and the only reason why I say that Numenor is my was one of my favorite is because I am so connected to Aragorn being my favorite character. Just seeing all of the lore behind uh the people that were before him, like reading about it in the book is one thing. Seeing Numenor mm -hmm. in the flesh and just like seeing it like in its glory at gorgeous. its highest it's at its gorgeous. highest points at, at its highest points. Honestly, looking at the guy who plays um Alfarazan. We oh, are a we, we, yes. we, we hate we are a hate Farazon podcast, by the way. <laughs> I don't care about anybody else's opinion. That motherfucker is the worst. He's terrible. He's and what bad. he does in the he's book, bad. he's an asshole. But I liked how he the is. story I liked how that story was. I know people had a whole had a lot of problems with things that were going on in that storyline, but mm -hmm. to me, I felt like that was just so well done. From like the music to to Galadriel and uh, I need Morfid Clark to play Avar Chris in the High Republic. Agreed. Agreed. Which Morfid oh. Clark actually follows? Yeah, she our follows podcast the podcast Instagram. on Instagram, partially because of Willie. So, oh, and shout out New Better Do Better. Just that dude is he just goes hard, cool it all is, the time. My man is just oh, great guy. If you're listening, Willie, respect. Yeah. So Don, I kind of went on a, like a little tangent, and I found all. Of, like, oh yeah. My oh, you found all the cool cards. cards. Yeah. So <laughs> you got, I found another. I found another one. Oh yes, this is uh, this is this is Bear Man. This is uh, Bayorn. Yeah, it's a stonehewer giant, and it has like a little text at the bottom about Gloin. He's like, "Valiant yes. men." Yes. He's so so. Gloin is uh, Gimli's dad, uh, mm -hmm. and they all hang out with Bayorn for like a day or two when they are um, when they are running. Oh my god, I haven't read The Hobbit in probably five running years. away from the um, goblins. 
I think Gomble it's the Man. goblins. Yeah, that seems that seems like the correct answer, I guess. I feel like the first Hobbit movie was pretty congruent with like the first part of the book. Like I I felt like it was pretty Yeah. pretty yeah. darn close shot for shot, word for word, pretty much the same. Word for word, bar for bar. Or bar um, for bar. Sorry. Oh. Um, anyway, sorry. That's just No, I just I the Hobbit films ah, that's a that's a They're fine. They're, yeah. The Hobbit films are fine. Yeah, they're, they're fine. fine. Just like Games of Power, it's fine. Wasn't, you know? yeah. wasn't Guillermo del Toro supposed to direct those? Yeah, so yes. that was that was a whole thing, and then a lot of studio involvement in that, unfortunately. So like Guillermo del Toro was trying to do a bunch of things, Pale Orc, Azog, all of that, um, and it just like things were stalling, and he was on other projects. There's a whole I don't know if you've seen the uh, Lindsay Ellis YouTube. There's a whole like docu series about oh, yeah. it in three parts each one is like 45 minutes long it's just like a, maybe not 45 maybe 20 but it's like a deep dive into here's why the hobbit probably didn't feel like the lord of the rings and a lot of it is studio involvement bringing peter jackson in like halfway through the process not letting him cook uh adding not letting him cook no no let him cook no well they they trust me when if peter had been the the sole one from the beginning i think it would have turned out i think so too i'm also i'm also of the opinion though that that kind of did a bit of a detriment to the lord of the rings franchise because i would have loved to have seen guillermo del toro's take on the agreed give me it's it's sort of almost that like the 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 star wars effect right like give me more empire strikes back i want more of that more of that when instead for for most major franchises to survive and i i say this you know obviously there are various exceptions but you look at things like the halo franchise the (laughs) dune franchise the, the the star wars franchise there are multiple people now in this world it's not just helmed by one person and you know if you have the ability to have something be a creative driving force for decades keep the same person if you like if we're still going strong but so many franchises i feel like nowadays have to sort of lean into the multi-person creativity process i would have loved to have seen another version of the hobbit movies that wasn't in the same vein as peter jackson that's fair. And wasn't the other issue with The Hobbit from what I was reading was they tried to force it into a trilogy when they originally wanted to do it as a duology? Yeah, yeah. It, it probably should have been a part one and part two, but mm-hmm. yeah. Which is the Battle of Five Armies, as we've talked about before, like a half hour ago. The battle is not written because Bilbo falls unconscious. Yes. And have a big sort of cinematic masterpiece trilogy. Studios look at that and they go, oh, let's let's put lightning in a bottle again, rather than look at the the, the um, piece of media you're trying to adapt and, you know, interpret it a different way. You can have a big battle scene at the end, but it didn't need to be the whole movie. That was, No, I agree. That was a bit much. I think the one good thing about The Hobbit, and I will die on this mm-hmm. hill, is that everybody, oh. bitches, everybody bitches about Legolas being in the later two movies. Mm-hmm. And I push back on it because what's to say that he wasn't there? Tolkien never wrote he about almost, it. Yeah, exactly. And and that's sort of the the uh the in between that so many people find themselves in is like, "Oh, well, if he didn't write about it, we're just kind of being a little sneaky." I put Legolas in the movie. It's fine. I was going to say I remember seeing this on TikTok recently because there was like a whole like series of videos by a creator about like actors getting manipulated by studios. And I remember seeing Evangeline Lilly got manipulated by 
WB for The Hobbit because they told her, oh, we're not going to do the love triangle. We're not doing that. Oh, yeah. And, and then they brought in reshoots. And, and reshoots were like, we're going to do this. And she was already contractually obligated to do the movie so she could get out of it. Yeah. Uh, there are, though, if <laughs> I don't know if Evangeline Lilly will appreciate this. There are cuts of The Hobbit that exist without Tariel in it. They have cut all of those scenes. They have cut all of the there's there's a couple. There's I think there's one called the Tolkien. So without Tariel, does that cut the scene with um, with Keeley? All of the scenes with. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So like Tariel is not the, the physical image of Tariel is not shown on screen at all. She might be a background character in a shot or two, but I don't think she's ever acknowledged. It's a thing. That's crazy. I haven't like I'll go back and I'll rewatch The Hobbit, the extended editions. It's like I watch the extended editions and I'm like solid trilogy. Yeah. Oh, hey, listen. Oh, excuse me. Watch them as many times as you want. Yeah. But there's there's things to be said about them to discuss. And, you know, media literacy is mostly dead nowadays. So no um, shit. Nobody ever wants to talk about nuance or talk about. I mean, I love how you're saying this to the people that are in the Star Wars fandom. uh, Yeah. So so that's that's one thing, Don. I mean, when those posters came out for Rings of Power, like everybody was like, oh, yeah. Like all you hear about the Tolkien community is like, oh, yeah, they're so cool. Like they're so chill. Like they're not. And then that happened. And I'm like, everybody in, in your guys' community, I well, I can say this from when I wasn't in the community, like people that I'd follow you, uh, knew better mm-hmm. Emily at the time, were like talking about it. I'm like, bro, this ain't new to us. We're dealing with this <laughs> shit all the time. Like, so I'm like watching in it. Here. I'm like, I'm like watching it. I'm like, huh. Same people that were shitting on Reva for being a, a African American woman gets the same treatment as Diza as a dark skinned dwarf. And I'm like, why? Like, why are we, why, why, and it, and it was the, it was the weirdest thing is that people that called the, called themselves lore masters. And I hate that fucking term. Just mm-hmm. like, we're like, talking so that they were of pale skin. So? It's an adaptation. And? Yeah. And? Yeah. Also, I, by the way, Reva is awesome. Like, that yes. character is cool. Yes, agreed. And I think she Freaking should be in I think she should be in more stuff. I well, oh, I thought she absolutely should. I thought she I think was she should be your own show at this point. No, I agreed. Or a book. Because and I the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, I could talk forever. And the way people like don't understand what that show is trying to tell you, like it's mm-hmm. very clear on what it's trying to tell you and people just missed it because it's the classic Star Wars fandom. I wanted this, but it didn't give me this, so it's bad. Wow, that got too real there for a second. My God, <laughs> no, it's it's very Oof. it's it's very true. Like it's almost like well, when Andor came out and a okay, how do we want to handle this? Um, uh, bricks careful, and sc- careful. Bricks, bricks and we, screws. We are bad. We are. Bricks and screws bad. Swoosh, swoosh, lightsaber good. And said creator Nothing. is making a thirteen thirteen hundred dollar lightsaber. And then I'll give after you an all that from Canada. After, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they hail from Canada. They have three point five million followers. Uh, no, three point wow, five million their name subscribers. And he's a complete douche. Well, let's kill the animosity a little bit and let's have some eye candy. So this is the ratting ass <laughs> part I was talking about. Whoa. That is a sweet card. Nice. You're like ADHD. Whoa. Yeah, I honest to God, that is how my brain works. Don, what's better? The original trilogy of Star Wars or Lord of the Rings? I honest honest to God, I you could because I could break it down oh, by no. various different um Okay. Oh overall, one is science fiction and one is fantasy. 
but mm. science fiction is just fantasy that hasn't happened yet or or whatever that that turn of phrase is oh man okay okay um i'm, I'm gonna get crucified one way or the other so i have to go through this <laughs> a, a big a big part of me was going to go lord of the rings however there is a certain agelessness that exists in the star wars universe in that there is something for everyone in terms of like capitalism star wars wins because ewoks are very silly and they were made children and star wars is made for children the lord of the rings was made for neurodivergent people like me and also everyone else can enjoy it too but i'm gonna get the most out of it i think so in terms of like broad appeal i think i go star wars in terms of like well okay hang on hang on this is this is the so rest of this podcast is just gonna be me thinking about oh god because like in terms of action scenes i think like from a franchise perspective star wars is a little lacking in its epicness you've got a couple of lightsaber fights and they're very cool but like show me the band of brothers version of star wars show me the genre swapping horror movie part of that and oh man am i switching back to lord of the rings no have i talked myself <laughs> out of the you know what let me sit on this because i'm gonna i'm gonna think about this way longer oh than I i'm should. i'm sure i'm sure the i'm sure we all have a couple of questions you've, you've, let me yeah, accidentally because, stumbled because this is this is my thought process of it God, please please i, for, I need yeah because i'm thinking like i was i was just comparing them like like face value like mm -hmm. fellowship versus new hope two towers mm -hmm. versus empire mm -hmm. return of mm -hmm. jedi versus return of the king very similar title so for Fellowship versus A New Hope, I have Fellowship winning. Okay. For Empire and Two Towers, Empire is like the greatest thing that ever happened to me. I would agree. Empire I would wins. agree. Um, Return of the King and Return of the Jedi. Ah, you see, I have Return the of the King. King. Yeah, mm. I but at agreed. the same time, I was thinking like the impact on culture Star Wars had. Yeah. Like, even to this day. Yeah. Like I was just thinking like which franchise has had more cultural impact? Oh. Oh, I know that like with obviously they both have won Oscars, but like the way that a new hope oh, no, like became... Return of the King, no, like Return Cinema? of the King won Oscars. Yeah, like, yeah. but like a new Whoa. hope won Best Picture in 1977. Because one, like New Hope won six Oscars, and then Empire won two. Yeah, Lord of the Rings on the other hand won won like fucking thirty. Seventeen overall throughout the trilogy, yep. and I think eleven, 11. for Return of the King. Here's yep. here's what I will say: the cultural impact of Star Wars is a different kind of cultural impact because we're still seeing the Lord of the Rings effect now, mostly because of Disney, I think, in large part. But that's that's a cultural impact itself. Like if it wasn't such a strong cultural impact, Disney wouldn't have bought it. I think Lord of the Rings was kind of like the silent background influencer because you look at what Tolkien influenced by you've got Norse mythology yep. and Anglo-Saxon stuff and like the fairy stories of Britain and uh, I mean the UK in general and and the, the entire I mean so many aspects of different European cultures uh, that he sort of tied in there you've got the monotheism of Christianity uh, the pantheon of gods with the Silmarillion and all of the Valar so like you look at things like Dungeons and Dragons Yep. And Tolkien laid the fantasy for that. And then you look at what what Dungeons and Dragons influence. Like we don't have Stranger Things without J.R.R. Tolkien. No, yeah. You kind of want to look at it like that. Like if so, you like connect it. Yeah. 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 Well, there's so many different dots. And you wouldn't that, have Star Wars like without Tolkien. This, and this you, this. you wouldn't have to you wouldn't have Star Wars without Tolkien either. 
you you would not but i think to a to a to an extent of like cultural impact tolkien has 20 plus years on oh man this is so interesting god because there's so many aspects to like deconstruct uh oh I think I go back to, I think I go Lord of the Rings. I agree with your rankings on the movies. I think, I think New Hope is a very close second though. Like they're, they're neck and neck when it comes to like movies. Introductory movies. Yes. Introductory world building movies to establish the world, the galaxy, the thing that they're trying to build. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking. Because it was hard for me. Because Two Towers is absolutely incredible, but, but nothing. Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Is, no, yeah, Empire Strikes Back Empire is just ah. Because when, when I was in the process of asking about the original trilogy versus Lord of the Rings, I took it upon myself to be like, hmm, I wonder because because there's some actors in Lord of the Rings that have been in Star Wars, versa, yes. yeah, which. When I was doing the research, I had no idea how many there were. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of crossover. Because, yeah. like, let's let's see. So we have we have Dominic Monaghan, mm-hmm. who plays obviously Mary, and he plays um, Beaumont Kin in Rise of Skywalker. Surly, Count Dooku, Andy Serkis, Kino Loy, and Snoke. Then we have Anthony Daniels, who voices Legolas in yep. the '78. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'm going to pronounce his name right. Martin mm-hmm. Sokas, who plays mm-hmm. Celeborn. He voices Poggle the oh. Lester in Attack of the Clones. Oh, I didn't know that. Huh. Richard Armitage, who plays yes, Storm. Armitage. He Storm, was yeah. a background Naboo pilot in The Phantom Menace. <laughs> um, uh, Bruce Spence, cool. who plays the Mouth of Sauron. He plays Tian Madan in Revenge of the Sith. The the, the tall, yeah. powered guy. What? Holy Something shit, I didn't even two. know this. Yeah, yeah Elijah seriously. Wood. Um, I don't know if you've seen Resistance, Don, but he plays a character in Resistance oh. named Jace Rucklin. Oh, I, you know what? I have not seen Resistance, but I yes. did hear mutterings. That I think I saw like the announcement that he had been cast in it or was like in talks to do it. This was years ago, though. But yeah. wow, that's way more than I realized. Goodness. Yeah, I thought there was maybe like three or four, but that was like, what the hell? There's like 10 yeah. of them. There's like five actors out there that just exist in perpetuity in all of these fandoms that just pop up every now and then. No, it's great. Yeah, the one the one that surprised me was Anthony Daniels. I was like, yeah. since when? Now, yeah. I don't see any association with have that. You, no, but yeah. have you have you seen the seventy eight animated version? I've not. It's it's <laughs> an acid trip. Yes, very much. I feel like if you watch a fever that, dream. Yes, it's it the the it, mm, it's just so good, but it's it it's so bad it makes it good. You know what I mean? It's like, do I have to? Do I have to do a drinking game while watching this? Like, what, what, what are we doing it here? Probably <laughs> help if I'm being honest. Yes, it it's probably help a lot. And it only covers fellowship. So it's called Lord of the Rings, but it only covers fellowship. It's a long back. She was there's a whole thing. I'll I can go into it if you want. But like, honestly, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll do that the next time I'm on. Watch this fever dream of an adaptation. Oh, There's also need, an animated of The Hobbit. Just The Hobbit one is not bad. Have you seen, though, the Soviet era <laughs> staged play televised production of The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring? <laughs> I, I've heard of it. Like I've heard of it. Pod one stream is waiting good. to happen. Where we just watch this track. I have done it. I have done a watch party twice on my Twitch channel. Let me tell you, gentlemen, if you've ever wanted to feel what it is like to live in a Soviet era theater production, trying to capture the magic of 
Lord of the Rings, having already seen Peter Jackson, if you thought you were on drugs before, <laughs> you haven't seen anything. <laughs> haven't seen anything. And I did these sober. I think I, rem I think I remember watching one. I think I was in one of those watch parties on Twitch and I'm just like, oh, that's right. Yeah. It's a lot. We, yes. we've, we have dived, we've dove in a into a lot of Lord of the Rings stuff. But before we, you know, branched onto different franchises, we were mainly a Star Wars podcast. So I heard you mentioning Star Wars a little bit. I heard Luke mentioning Star Wars a little bit. Mm -hmm. I want to have you rank all the Star Wars. Oh, my God. This is, a, this, is, this is where we go. And that's it for the it's episode. It's just the films, oh, the shows. Oh, God. All right. It's, no, it's, oh, this is just. Hang on. Wait a minute. I can do. And this on. is just done. This is just done. Nobody else can do anything. It's just done. Everyone back the hell off. <laughs> okay. Okay. Don, I want to hear what your ranking of the films and the shows are. So the first we have is The Phantom Menace. Where would you rank episode one, The Phantom Menace? Are you going to put... D tier? Let me cook. Let me yeah, cook. So let if, cook. If the holiday special was on here. <laughs> if the holiday special was on here, I might have had, because, you know, it's it's relative, right? It's a spectrum <laughs> of good and bad. S tier is Andor and Empire Strikes Back. Respectable. Right. I like that. The Visions, I will also put in S tier, with the caveat being that i am a sucker for new mediums exploring other franchises agreed i yep. will put a new hope in a tier a new hope a tier mm -hmm. okay new hope is a tier i will put the mandalorian in a tier okay i will put ooh, boba fett c okay that's fair and i will put personally for me obi-wan be. A man with taste. Oh, over a ma a okay. man with taste. I will put. Mm, I'm gonna save all of my hot takes for the end, so we can really get into it. <laughs> Give me Bad Batch on C tier, but it's a high C. I want to be very clear. It's a high C. Yeah, like the like the juice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's. Oh, I see what you did there. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> Give me the Clone Wars in B tier. Okay, the show. The Clone new Wars, not the film. No, the film Clone Wars, I will put in D tier. Full disclosure. It was, it's fine okay. for what it is. I'm glad it kicked off the way it did. Not Hold up. We're, we're missing Rebels. The best one. Oh, we are missing Rebels in this. <laughs> Fake do we, list. Can we add it or do we need to, Fake we need list. to add it? We'll, we'll use, we'll use Resistance as Rebels. Okay, fair. Oh, that. fair, fair. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So where are we? Where are we, will be, where, so, so where are we putting Rebels? We'll do. We'll, we'll treat it like a copy in Magic. We'll use use that. Okay, cool. I will put uh, Rebels in C tier. Okay. Wow. The, the prequels and the sequels are all on the are still on the board. This is yeah. interesting. Prequels. Give me Revenge of the Sith. C. Attack of the Clones. F. Return of the Jedi. B. Okay. Okay. That's not too bad. Okay. I'm, I'm, that's not that's not too much too much of a stretch for me. Honestly. Okay. Okay. Give me Ahsoka B. Ahsoka B. Okay. Uh, what is the Jedi one on the right? I'm Tales of the I'm, Jedi. That is Tales of the Jedi. Have you not seen Tales that one? of the Jedi. I have not actually. Uh, give me the Rise of Skywalker B tier. B tier. Okay. Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Now you're ready for this. Cause I'm gonna, yes. I'm gonna probably throw you with these last three. Do, 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 All right, do, do, do. give me the Force Awakens, A tier. Hell yeah, let's go, Don. Give me, give me the Last Jedi as C tier. Ooh. So on the same as Revenge of the Sith. Okay. And please put Solo, 
in S tier. Oh! Yeah. Oh! I said what I said. Oh! I said what I said. Oh! I said what I said. Really? Solo is a Damn. great movie, and you all are just really, really mean. That could have been <laughs> a really awesome trilogy. I agree. That could have been one of the most fun ways to bring back live-action Darth Maul and have some cool lightsaber battles to flesh out a story nobody actually needed to care about, but that we got invested in because it was fun. And you killed the fun. Wow. Oh my God. So there's so my the hot one, take. There's my hot take. Solo should be S tier. So solo at S tier. That is interesting. Also, we're missing yeah. Rogue One as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, Rogue that's S tier as well. That's S tier as well. Yeah, that's we'll, fair. we'll treat Tales of Jedi as Rogue One. Yeah. Okay. okay. Fair. Fair, fair, fair. So this is Rogue One. So when we yep. so when we make the graphic um, that we're gonna put out on all of our social medias and, and tag Donna, publish will, it. Publish it. You don't just, scare me. I'll just recreate it. I'll just have to. You don't scare from, me because we're going to. We're going to, and it's gonna be great. I love it. Luke, I have been brigaded so oh, much by trolls right. to the point where my that's account right. was deleted for that's, four hours. That's right. I forgot about that. I can that. handle this. Yes, you can. I can handle yeah. this. Bring yes, you can. On. The yes, Star Wars can. community doesn't scare me. You've been through Rings it of does, Power posters. Like, <laughs> I can handle this. So so for this list. So okay, yes. Ones please, that I like, yeah. agree on. And or I agree with. It should mm -hmm. be S tier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Empire Strikes Back, no brainer. Mm -hmm. S tier. Visions, that's interesting because Visions is not canon. No, so but like it, to like... me, it is a question of if someone were giving me options to watch a Star Wars thing with them that they had never seen before, Okay, I will go with one of those five as yeah. not necessarily an introductory, but that feels like the most fun to watch. Okay. Solo, that is I I love, I love, I love that because... I personally don't. I, 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 okay. and we've heard. Go ahead. No, go ahead. We've go heard ahead. this story before. Me and my cousin went into that movie. We had eaten an edible. I started out with them getting to Chewbacca, passing the fuck out, not seeing half of the movie, waking up to them doing the Kelsey run, and I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Okay. That's all I'm going to say <laughs> to that. I literally woke up and <laughs> they were the in lights. It, it, like, it was Jedi. wild. That's Rogue One. It Rogue was. One. Rogue One. Mm -hmm. um, I would, me personally, wouldn't put it S tier. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm for me, I put it B tier. But Rogue One for you, I mean, that's for, for me, it's... Rogue One, like it's it's really like you love it or you kind of like. And it. Yeah, it can be very. There's no one that really hates Rogue One. It was very no brave for it. what it did in that. Oh, this is within the universe we're trying to do it, but it wasn't so far away that you know we're oh my god, High Republic. Like no, it's. It, I like that spoilers for Rogue One, if you haven't seen it on your 108 episodes so far. Um, Rogue One, I like that everybody died. I think okay. Star Wars is so much a, we have to keep them alive. We have to sell action figures. We can't kill anyone. I'm glad that they had the, the chutzpah to... It's the, uh, uh, it's the you're not in the original trilogy effect. Yeah, yeah. And I, I appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. No, I I like I I agree with your I agree with all of your I agree with all of your takes. To be honest, I think yours. Thank you. Thank ours, you. ours are very similar. I would put Obi Wan and S tier because that's just how I am. Uh, but but I, I, but putting I think it Obi Wan was. But putting it above Boba Fett solidifies my putting it above Boba Fett solidifies my argument against Char because Char thinks Shut that up, Luke. Boba Fett Shut is up. an S, S tier. It's, he, it's not. If a, I may, Luke and I have. 
Luke and I have beef between Obi-Wan and Boba Fett. Okay. Here's, here's what I will say. Here's what I will say. Obi-Wan is a more narratively driven story. And Boba Fett has an episode of The Mandalorian in it. So oh. it was a little bit more narrative. Maybe two. Maybe two episodes. Maybe two. Who even knows? <laughs> it's, a little, it's, it's arguably a two. It's a little bit mixed, just like me. Um, there's a little <laughs> bit more of the... <laughs> There's a little bit more narrative cohesion, which is typically why I rank. I'm a sucker for a good story. That being said, I enjoyed Book of Boba Fett. I think you can do a lot with that character. I think people have been waiting for him to have his moment. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he wasn't like, I'm going to go destroy everything and instead becomes a hermit for a while disappointed a lot of people. But that's Star Wars these days, isn't it? What Star Wars expectations not being what people wanted? No, oh, God, don't, that... get, don't get me started on that. Don't get me started on that. It's almost like the Last Jedi is right there, and it fits exactly in that category. <sighs> anyway, yeah. Um, but okay. anyway. so that that those are my hot takes for for the day. I that love, is, I love, I love it. Man, Lorian, I agree. I love that. Force Awakens. That's that's Harris thing that's not really my thing. i i um, i'm yeah we won all right clone wars okay Revenge of the all Clone right Char, we don't have time cool. to go through the whole goddamn yeah, yeah, yeah. list clone wars is such <laughs> clone wars is such a mixed bag for me though just because there are so many great arcs Moments, and yeah. there are also a decent amount of not great arcs no agreed agreed so i want to like before we close out eventually yeah, i want to the elephant in the room Revenge of the Sith at C tier. I right. mean, honestly, like it's not my favorite, but like it's. I think I think Luke o is owed an explanation. I mean, I, <laughs> I not everybody loves it. It has its flaws. It should have been a three hour movie. That's what would have made it, it a a a tier S tier movie. No, I'm not even kidding. No, I agree that Revenge of the Sith is a C tier movie. Are you judging it by itself with the merit of the movie by itself? Or are you judging it with everything mixed in as well? It's so the the nature of having a tier list means that we are comparing various things to other things. I think in terms of uh, skill level and execution in a movie, it doesn't rely on the prequel uh, the other prequel movies as much. You could take away Phantom Menace and you can take yeah. away Attack of the Clones and still enjoy uh, Revenge of the Sith. That being said, I think when it comes to Star Wars content, it's it's higher up than some things. It's also lower than some things. It's kind of that weird middle area of, oh, hey, you're watching Revenge of the Sith. There's 30 minutes left. I will absolutely finish this with you. But I'm not I... necessarily going to go out of my way to be like, we're watching Revenge of the Sith. That's Luke. It's That's my Luke. favorite movie. And, and again, totally fair if it is. Totally fair if it is. For me, I, I think I would much rather watch One Way Out. Um, just that episode. Yeah, I agree. Four times over and over. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, the prison arc is just it's good. Oh, it's yeah. so good. No, so yeah. Good. But. Yeah, I think that's no. a good I think that's a good stopping point. I've thoroughly enjoyed this, Don. You are you I have Thank so you. many so many ideas. Uh right now, <laughs> one question. We get a Rings of Power Cheers. season two trailer. You come mm -hmm. on and we talk about theories. Deal. Text me. Power, that was the most powerful invisible handshake I've ever seen. Thank you so much for having me, Pod One's podcast. Thank you for listening. I have been Don Marshall, the obscure Lord of the Rings Facts guy. Find me on all Social media is Don Marshall seventy two. Um, just make another solo movie, please. <laughs> um, That's all I want. That's really all I want. Harris, 
Well, you can I find me at Hair Productions on TikTok and Instagram. Hair underscore edits on Twitter, I guess. And of course, you can find you me. Guess? On do you not remember? <laughs> no, I do. No, no, I'm saying because Twitter. It's a, it's like, a running bit. It's oh, because it's not a, a thing anymore. It's yeah. a running bit. Okay. Okay. Uh, Char, where can the good people follow you on the social medias? Good people, you can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at Char Char J, as spelled right here. And you can find me here at the Podwatch Podcast every Thursday night. Uh, you can follow me at Jedi Master Eggs on all social medias. Uh, and you can follow us at the Pod Ones Podcast on some social medias, but most of the time it's the Pod Ones. But that's going to be it. Uh, we'll see you next time. May the Force be with you. Always. <laughs>